0: Step on up, sit down, twist off that bottle top or crack open that can. And welcome to Porch Matters. This is Terry Cagle coming to you from my back porch. Yes sir, yes ma'am, the name of this show is Authentic. On Porch Matters, our saying is this. Big issues or just a friendly conversation, no topic is off limits. We take pride in being able to talk about anything with each other in an open discussion. Open discussion is one of the only ways to learn. Your perspective could be changed. You could change the perspective of others. On this episode, Jason joins me on the porch to discuss the holiday season and the new normal. How is COVID-19 going to impact family gatherings this holiday season? Without further ado, let's get started. Jason, how's your week been? Week's
1: been good, man. Good by usual. Work, 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 and then had a really good weekend. Kay and I went on our second hike, which was not really a major thing. We went to a a small park here in our county, Walker County Lake. I'd never been there before in my life.
0: I've drove by it a couple of times, but I've
1: never actually been there. Well, I'm going to tell you, brother, it is nice. Really? Yes. I was pleasantly surprised. They've put in a lot of work there. The trail's... We did about probably a mile because she got tired after that she's ready to stop. Right. But it's on the West Alabama Birdwatching Trail, and they have a tower built that's uh, handicap accessible, so you, for bird watching, they've got all kinds of stuff set up there so you know what you're looking at and, and all that. Then they've got an archery park that was really cool it had a tower there that also was handicap accessible where you actually shoot down at the targets. And I felt like I didn't have a bow and arrow, but I thought this is some real walking dead stuff here.
0: Walking dead stuff. Yeah, man. You I... Got Daryl
1: up there shooting at him.
0: Well, Daryl shot a crossbow. It'd been well, more like Robin Hood or William Tell.
1: Or uh, Hawkeye and Green Arrow.
0: Or Ted Nugent.
1: I, yeah. Or Ted Nugent. but it was really really nice and i would recommend it to anybody it's it's not like going into a national forest where you really feel like you're away from civilization because you could still hit interstate 22 right but it, it was beautiful it was just absolutely beautiful so we did that and i stopped by um radio tire and bandag and you know, I wanted to get a tire to start to add to my collection of stuff in the gym to use as a tire to flip and uh-huh. to hit with a fledgehammer.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so I got that tire. I think it probably weighs around 200 pounds. Nice. And yeah, it's just for me, for my size, it's just right. And I worked out with it today. I had to work today, but I came in and I worked out with the tire and, and did some things with it and really enjoying that, man. Just really uh, having a good time with that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, me and Stacy acquired a tire not too long ago. We got a truck tire off of a rig.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the real deal. I hear you. We're
0: going to be doing a little something, something in the coming days. Another thing, you mentioned all the hiking. We talked about it before, either on recording or off, about going to Bankhead and, and hiking and everything. I think we need to do that.
1: I've been thinking about that. I was kind of building up to it. I was trying to hit some of the, we're trying to do it every Saturday that we can. Right. And I thought, well, let's get some of the little areas out of the way, just go see what they're all about. And that's going to be a big step, Bankhead. And I'm excited about it. And I, I would like to go with you and Stacy because I've never been to actual Bankhead National Forest beyond Clear Creek Park. So you guys are more familiar.
0: Right. Well, I'm not that familiar with it. I know a couple of decent spots. One of the nice places to go you it's not really that far in. It's kind of right off of the main road, so there's not really that much hiking to it, but it's well worth the view and there was a couple of other places that the hike can get a little <laughs> it can get a little rough. Can you camp out there? Well, I'm sure you can if you're a camper.
1: Would you be interested in that?
0: I'd be interested.
1: We have a tent. I don't know how big it is. I'd have to look at
0: it. That's a podcast in itself.
1: Yes, it is. I
0: don't know if the listeners are ready for that kind of shenanigans.
1: That might be too intimate. (laughs) And they say that's too much information. We didn't want to hear all that.
0: Especially if one of us is gassy.
1: Well, let's hope that neither one of us are.
0: I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) We can always blame it on the ladies, right?
1: If we do that, we're going to have to have each other's back.
0: I've always got your back, brother. Okay. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is that time of year again. Halloween has come and gone, and right now we're looking at that nice, wonderful turkey day right in the face. Even though a lot of folks is wanting to just overlook Thanksgiving and just wanting to go straight to Christmas, at least as far as the shopping goes, the Christmas music has begun already, and it's about to drive me crazy
1: yeah i know the past two saturdays when we go do things together that's what kay wants it on so we put it on christmas
0: people wonder why i'm a scrooge
1: we've changed a lot of our habits we try not to spend the money and and try to focus more on enjoying it just taking it in I, i really think that gets overdone yep way overdone way too over commercialized oh man yeah I guess that's probably, you go back a century, people have been saying that, but they were right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I agree wholeheartedly. It's very, very difficult for me to get into the Christmas spirit. I get into the Christmas spirit usually Christmas Eve night. Do you have any
1: traditions, anything you like to do Christmas Eve
0: night? Christmas Eve night is usually whenever me and mom exchange gifts. And then Christmas morning, and then we all, my family always gets together down at my grandmother's house for Christmas dinner and gets her exchange down there. I always look forward to that. But, you know, usually right after I get home, I'm ready for the day to be over.
1: It's, it's honest, kind of being
0: honest with you.
1: No, no, no. I understand there's something about Christmas, and I was this way when I was a kid christmas day evening and night there's a bad feel to it does that make
0: any sense yeah it's usually because i'm slap full and about ready to puke or burst
1: well that sometimes too (laughs) it it, it can be kind of depressing you know i I don't know it's hard to hard for me to put into words but it's like that for me Christmas Eve, which mom, my grandmother always did our family on Christmas Eve, and the mom took it over when she passed. So Christmas Eve is usually that. That's our biggest gathering or our most important. And then I'll generally, my daughter and her friend, and we'll do the gift thing. And then later at night, I'll watch Christmas shows. You're going to think this is probably very odd. But I started doing this when I was probably in middle school, maybe fifth or sixth grade. Every Christmas Eve, I watch the Pope. The Pope? Yes. I can't really explain it, but there's something about watching the uh, services at the Vatican and listening to the Pope's message and watching it all. There's just something about it that puts me in a kind of a Christmas spirit I, I guess because I'm weird, maybe, right. and I'm not Catholic. I, and it's nothing wrong. I'm, I don't mean to say I'm weird. because no. I, I like to watch the Pope. I'm saying I'm not <laughs> Catholic. That's why maybe it's weird. But well, I you know, don't see I,
0: anything wrong with it personally. I mean, if that's well, your thing, that's your thing.
1: Well, it, 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 I don't know why. I couldn't tell you the like the real exact reason why. But it, it just it makes me feel good. There's something about it that makes me feel good, and I like to I like to wake up very early. On Christmas Day, and watch a few things, eat, then drift back off to sleep and get up again, and then start the day, of course. But Christmas night, if I don't have something to do, somewhere to go, some kind of, I don't know, there's kind of a, I don't, almost like a melancholy that sits in on me.
0: Me and my mother almost have started a Christmas tradition in itself. You know, usually on Christmas night, there's nothing open. No, about three or four years ago, we started going out on to go to like a fast food joint or whatever, because we've already had our fill of good home cooked food and we just want some junk food, basically. Mm -hmm. And we ended up starting to go to Denny's because Denny's is about the only thing open on Christmas night. Yeah. I'm a little, well, I ain't even going to say it like that. I'm just going to be flat out honest. I'm a Grinch. I'm not that fond of Christmas, mainly because of over-commercialization of it. Mm -hmm. The fact that they're blaring Christmas music at you, basically from November 1st all the way to New Year's, Mm
1: -hmm. it
0: drives me crazy. Christmas movies, Hallmark Channel, all that crap. I'm a Scrooge. I I believe it takes away from the real purpose of the season, puts all the emphasis on money. And spending and everything else whenever I don't believe it's about that. I'm a religious man. I'm a Christian, and I believe it's about the birth of my Savior. If that's just me. Other people look at it differently. Some, about the winter solstice and everything else. I get it. But to me, it's about the birth of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In my opinion, even churches have gotten away from that only thing they wanted to do was have their little Christmas plays and stuff like that. It just That just drives me nuts, and that's another podcast for another time, I guess.
1: But did, did you ever do a Christmas play? Oh,
0: yeah, whenever I was a kid.
1: Did you ever sing in a Christmas play?
0: Yeah. Really?
1: really? Yeah.
0: And cantatas and stuff like that. I, I sound real good in the group.
1: Well, I, I did. And solo. in the
0: shower as well.
1: Well, yeah. That one is very forgiving but I did a solo when I was in fifth grade really yep
0: love letters of Christmas <laughs> that was awesome yes. that was awesome I, I didn't realize you could still get that high bub.
1: well you know I, <laughs> you know how people squeeze on those foam balls when they're stressed out
0: oh yeah <laughs> A little twist.
1: Oh. Yeah. But for the extra pitch. I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. I, I The way that I found that I deal with it is I kind of internalized it as far as the Christmas music, the Hallmark things, and, and just the whole thing and the commercialization. I try to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Right. And this is, And then I just try to internalize it. And I kind of disconnect my mind during December. In other words, it's almost like, you know what? We're all living in a Christmas fairy tale right now, I guess, or some kind of, you know, Christmas land. So I'm just not going to, this is going to be my stress-free as much as possible month, and I'm going to disconnect. And the things that mean something to me for Christmas, that's what I'm going to personally, internally focus on and just try to ignore the rest.
0: In a lot of ways I do the same thing. I just can't articulate it that good, I guess. But that's Well, there's I a lot do. of
1: articulation <clears throat> with this pronunciation right. in my whole uh thing, yeah.
0: I've got a lot of stuff going on in December. Obviously I have my birthday in December.
1: That I thought that's what we were celebrating in December.
0: Well, I'm not my, birthday. I, I'm not my own savior.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's the other guy. That's what we're celebrating. We like Terry too, though.
0: I love Terry, but I also <laughs> love I also love the Lord too, my friend.
1: Well, you got TC and JC. What are you going to do?
0: That's a dynamic duo and a half.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. They both, um, it's like that song, man. They're both all right with me.
0: Right. <laughs> but that same time span on the 19th, uh, I've also got my, extended family's christmas dinner that i plan every year i've got that going on and i've also got some other stuff lined up with stacy and her family during that time frame too so i'm gonna have to go back to work to get to get any rest
1: i understand and you know now that you brought that up i think maybe that's a good intro into what we're going to talk about here you know you, you brought up Because you usually organize that family gathering. Yes, I do. And we are going through kind of unprecedented times, uh, you know, unless you want to go back to 1917 to 1919, you know, these are fairly unprecedented times. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have that on their mind as far as, you know, what about the family gatherings? Where are we right now with the pandemic and COVID-19? Right. Right. And
0: that's really what we wanted to touch base with you on tonight on this episode, folks, because it is that time of year. Jason, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like COVID-19 is really going to put a damper on family gatherings?
1: I believe it. They absolutely will. I don't think there's any way around it. You know, I have some, just some information here that's coming from different news sources you know we're we're seeing a lot of surges around the country i'm i'm not going to waste our time going into reading all the different reports but what you're seeing in some states like missouri and oregon mayors and other officials are starting to look at in small informal gatherings and the reason why is because health officials have traced a lot of the surge we're seeing right now in numbers to Halloween and Halloween gatherings. And they are also seeing, where where they do the tracing, they're also seeing informal social gatherings as fueling some of the surge. And when they say informal, what they mean is getting together in a small group, say six to 10 people, generally it's family or people you know very well, there's a tendency to let down your guard and to get comfortable because you're not in the large gatherings that they, you know, different places have said, no, I don't do. It is spiking transmission, unfortunately. So there's a, there's a big concern across the country as far as, okay, one, how do we deal with the holiday season as far as the new normal with COVID? Two, what kind of impact is that going to have on people's psyche and rates of depression and loneliness? Three, how can we try to balance it out to where um, we can still see Mimo and people, but we don't run the risk of them getting put on a ventilator. So there, you know, we're, it's it's really, and this is a discussion we're having in my family. A lot of families are having it, you know, y'all, like you said earlier, you have, churches that have their christmas programs you have nonprofit organizations i've got to go to a meeting wednesday night with the volunteer fire department where i'm on the board because we always do a dinner at the end of november or the first of december for the whole community and i've got to talk to everybody about hey we need to really look at that this year whether or not that's the wise thing to do and so there's we're just dealing with something that we haven't had to deal with before. I mean we've had bad years where the flu has been rampant, but this this is a little bit different animal you almost feel like you're rolling the dice so um you know I don't know what do you what do you think on all this Terry?
0: well, as far as what the cdc is saying, it hasn't really changed much of its tune in the last few months. if you really want to listen to them or not that's your choice if you look at their track record over this whole thing it's not exactly stellar but you know they're still saying wear a mask stay six feet away wash your hands if you attend any gatherings and everything to bring your own food drinks plates cups and utensils and to wear a mask and safely store your mask while eating and drinking you know just stuff like that single use options on as far as your plates as far as your cups things along those lines they're saying it's best to do it outdoors and not indoors the way i look at it it's kind of the same way i've looked at it since it started i just say use common sense with the way that i'm planning my christmas stuff and right now it's it's tentatively booked meaning i was able to find find a place that would that would be able to hold us and everything like that. But the way everything's going with our wonderful governor, Memo, you know, she's liable to change everything up at the drop of a hat. So that's why I say tentatively. And I was asked about it earlier this year, whenever I got around, and a lot of my family still wants to do it. And I've told them, I said, even if we have to do it at somebody's house or rent some kind of a community center, we're still going to have it. If people don't want to take the chance, that's their prerogative. I'm looking at it kind of like grandpa looked at it because I asked him one time because he used to him and grandma used to plan it before I did. And I would say, how do you feel about it whenever you plan something and you don't get much of a turnout? And he said, All I can do is get everything set up. Whoever shows up will enjoy it. So I'm kindly looking at it the same way. I'll plan it. If you make it, great. We'll take as much precaution as we can. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to make it, if you don't feel like taking that chance, we still love you. That's about the only thing I can think of. I say use common sense, wash your hands if you feel like you need to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you look at studies on masks, some of those experts say they're wonderful. Other experts say it's about like putting up a chain link fence to stop a mosquito. So either way, the question that I think is best to ask is, is whatever you're wanting to do worth the risk of getting it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Right. And I think that's part of the problem is that that's the big concern because we're going into the holiday season, you know, using common sense and taking precautions. Unfortunately, people tend to not do that when they get around people that they know or are related to that guard comes down. And that's the concern. I believe that if people do go forward and have gatherings that they're just going to say, well, you know, we're going to do it like we've always done it, and whatever happens, happens. I know for us, for Thanksgiving, we've already decided, as long as it's not inclement weather or anything, we're doing it outside. We're going to start a fire in the fire pit. We're going to grill and try to use that as a way of um, trying to mitigate things, and uh, masks and distancing will be a definite option there. As far as Christmas goes, my sister and she has my nieces and nephews already said they won't be there. But they're going to be on Zoom and participating that way. We've talked about it as a family, and, and we're really not sure if we're going to do it. You know, simply because of the risk to my parents and my dad with this, with many different physical ailments. So it's we're going to try to figure out a way to celebrate it together without putting, which I say, put them at risk. When I look on social media, I see people more so now than I've seen before my age in their forties having hospital visits and and being very, very, very sick. You know, I mean, I know we're we're focused on generally the elderly people who are at high risk due to immunosuppressed situations, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I was to acquire it, that would be devastating financially to be off of work for two weeks. Then I've got a wife who has, uh, she has some different health issues herself. So I've got to think, well, crap, I may give it to her. So it's um, really something you have to try to think through and there's no perfect solution.
0: No, there's not.
1: No, no perfect solution, but you have to think through what you're doing because If not, you don't want to be somebody who didn't do that. And then you're the next person on Facebook asking for prayers. Right. I don't know. um, Find a way. But if you don't, if you don't think you can find a way, maybe do something different.
0: I absolutely see your point. But as I sit on this back porch, I look to my left. I see a little lady sitting down there at that house next door to me that ain't got that many Thanksgiving and Christmases left. Oh, yeah. None of us know when it's going to be our last one.
1: Part of what makes it so bad.
0: Yeah. If that little lady says that we're having Thanksgiving, I'm going to be there. Oh, I understand. And if, if she says we're going to have Christmas, I'm going to be there too. Out of respect for her, because you never know. At the same time, I'm going to take as much precaution as I can beforehand to make sure I'm not bringing anything down there.
1: Well, and I think that's the best you can do, you know, in that type of situation.
0: Yeah. But let's be honest, Bubba. I mean, it's a crap shoot. Just like w- whether or not you go out and get in that car, if you have a wreck, I,
1: Well, I, 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 you know
0: what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, you can, I think I, you can take,
1: I not I, I mean, there's enough science to show that, it's it's highly transmittable. Yes, I agree. I mean, you know, it, I, I understand where you're coming from. You know, you take risk every day. You take risk walking mm-hmm. your doggy. you, you do. know, but at the same time, when someone says, hey, this is a risk you're taking that may not be necessary, but could potentially affect someone else worse than you, then you got to look at that differently.
0: I agree wholeheartedly on that, but at the same time, Just me, and I'm speaking for me and me alone. I'm not going to let a
1: virus dictate how I live my life. You don't have to let it dictate how you live your life, but you can use your brain enough to where you're not someone who's making the problem worse.
0: And that's what I've been trying to do all year. I've tried to find that happy balance. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. I'm not going to be one that just holds up in the house. I have been diagnosed with high blood pressure, and I have been told that I was a diabetic, both of which are very bad whenever it comes to this virus. Oh, yeah. I've been trying to take vitamins and keep my immune system and everything built up. I'm actually wearing long pants more lately instead of shorts because of the way the temperature has been fluctuating and everything since we are getting right into the middle of flu season. I haven't went and got a flu shot because every time I get a flu shot, I catch the flu. <laughs>
1: yeah, and some people, some people do, you know, that's, I've been fortunate that that's never happened to me, but I'm always afraid that that might happen. Right.
0: Yeah. Me personally, and this is just my opinions and mine alone. If you or, or the listeners happen to disagree with it, that's fine. But if you can get together safely, get together because you never know when that patriarch's last Thanksgiving or Christmas is going to be.
1: Right. You know, wear a mask, take the precautions, do what you need to do, because I'm going to tell you, it would be a heavy guilt if you didn't, something happened. Don't take anything for granted. I mean, because you got, you're trying to balance it out on one hand. It is important, especially for those older folks. So take the precautions And don't kill them. I mean, you don't want it to be their last one because of you. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Good Lord.
0: (laughs) I think I've told this story before, but if I haven't, it's going to be new. It had been a while since I had rode in a truck with my dad. We went up Highway 5 up to one of the service stations up there to deliver fuel. And for those of you that are not familiar with this area at all, Highway 5 is a highway that goes from Jasper, Alabama, up through Nauvoo and up to U.S. 278. There are not any shoulders on this road whatsoever. No.
1: Very deadly road.
0: Yes. There's been a lot of accidents going up and down through there. My dad was hauling gallons of gasoline in that tanker. We were going up through there. And people were burning leaves right on the side of the road and everything like that. He looked over there at the passenger seat and he seen how nervous I was. It had been a minute and he just cackling. Just <laughs> What's wrong, boy? I just looked over. I said, I get it. He said, you get what? I said, I get it. Why you pray all the time? He just started laughing more. And he said, when the good Lord's ready for me to come, I'm coming one way or another. He said, there ain't no sense of being worried about it. And that's just something that stuck with me since. Is that anecdotal? Maybe, but at the end of the day, not not to try and get too religious, but at the end of the day, I know where I'm going. At least that's what I believe. Other people believe different things. That's their business. I'm not particularly worried about this virus is it bad yes it is can it kill me yes it can can it kill others around me yes it can but man i serve is a whole lot whole lot bigger and a whole lot stronger than me he's already got a plan so i'm trying not to worry about it that much
1: i don't i i found that i I worry about it in flashes i also recognize the fact the best you can do is the best you can do absolutely you know people complain about whether. They've been wrong about this and wrong about that. Well, you know what? These are some, These are people who have studied this most of their professional life. And all we can do is go by the best information we have at the time.
0: It kind of goes back to what Stella said in episode one. And if you don't know what we're talking about, check our past episodes. We actually had a friend of mine named Stella Glover on and she had just had it. It's been several months ago, but she did say something that stuck with me. It's still a new virus and they're learning. So in that regard, I do give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, a lot of the stuff that they're saying is common sense stuff. And that's what I've been trying to do the whole time is just use common sense.
1: A lot of it is. The problem's been people, you have a percent of, of, and not a small percentage, of people that won't apply that common sense. I apply most of
0: it. I don't wear a mask all the time, but I do wash my hands and everything constantly
1: well if i'm if I'm somewhere inside a building around other people i'm I wear a mask. I just think that's to me that's common sense Now, if I'm outside, I'm not wearing a mask outside, but in the in the the truck that we go out in the cab over, we've wore a mask in there because we're right there side by side, I mean within inches of each other. And we relaxed on that, but I'm I'm about to have to reinstitute that because if one of those guys is sick, like I said, I can't afford to get it. I can't afford to spread it to anybody.
0: I am. I'm in the same boat. If I get it, I'll have to be off work until I test negative.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially what you do. They're going to check you. I can get by, you know, I told, I told the boys that work for him. I said, listen, I may or may not tell you if I get it. Cause I got to have you to come into work. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they'll sue me. But, um, if more people would just take those common sense steps, it would go a long way. You know, it would really, really go a long way. That's been kind of a problem. You know, with technology we have, there are different ways to do things. You know, you can't always do things the way you'd like to do, but we do have the technology like you and I are doing right now. We're 20 miles from each other, and we're doing a show together, looking right at each other.
0: Technically, we're not even 20 miles.
1: Is it not? How far is it?
0: Well, if you go by the crow flies, it's somewhere between 10 to 15.
1: Well, yeah, that's crow flies. Now, if
0: if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, about that old southern saying, as the crow flies, just like it's not mileage, it's got to break out the old geometry. It's, they fly straight paths. So that's what we mean by that. Right, so they,
1: they don't, they skip, they go over the woods, over the creeks and the rivers. And, exactly. That's right. They're taking the shortest distance.
0: Exactly. But,
1: but you know, so you can use, in, in some of these situations, people can use technology, zoom, other things to try to mitigate it a little bit if they if everyone is concerned about gathering that's that's one way of doing it. You know everybody as far as like households you can have different households. This requires a little bit more effort and being creative, but like if you have different families that are getting together as part of an overall larger family, each household can be a part of that. That's another way of doing it. You can of course, you can do it outside to a point, but you can't. I mean, if you know, the weather dictates that.
0: One thing that I've been thinking about is I think a lot of people who really wouldn't plan it on going to any family gatherings anyway are just going to use this as an excuse. Oh, yeah. It'd be if they were bitter or having the strange relationships or anything like that. I think that this is a golden opportunity to use this as an excuse just to take a break for at least one year. Anyway, what do you think about that?
1: I think you're right. I think it's uh, really been, been kind of a positive for antisocial people, uh, people that don't like to meet They, you know, they can use it as an excuse and on the positive side of that for everybody else, maybe everybody else will be kind of like, well, you know, Things seem a whole lot more pleasant. What's the common denominator here? I mean, you know, you got to think about that. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like on Facebook. If um, you've got a bunch of people on there that just, you know, uh, the stuff they post just bothers you. You start unfollowing people, you might find, hey, I enjoy Facebook a lot more now.
0: Are you trying to say you're fixing to unfollow me?
1: I, I, unfollowed, <laughs> you I unfollowed you years ago, big man. Um, yeah, right. But uh, now, um, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's that. Plus, you have people who, um, you know, for different reasons, they kind of need a push to get out. It's healthy for them to, to be with other people. But because of, um, you know, it may not be negative feelings, but because of their own insecurities or a possible uh, mental illness, they don't. And this, this will make it that much easier for them just to kind of take the hermit route.
0: Well, brother, I appreciate you coming on the porch as always. Any closing
1: remarks? You know, the only closing remarks I have is we're, we're, we're rolling into a holiday season. We're seeing um, bigger surges than we saw in the summer. Um, record hospitalizations. People just need to look at that and say, okay, what do we need to do if, 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 if it's for the sake of someone, it's very important and you really feel like you need to get together like that, then take every precaution you can. Try to be as creative as you can. If, if, it's, if that's not the case and you're like, well, it's, it's probably best we don't get together, don't forsake making the effort to try to do something creative, even if it's just over Zoom or on the phone. Don't just say, "Well, we're not going to do it. I'm going to sit at home and watch a movie that night." Don't do that. Don't do that because that's not good. That's not good either. Make the effort in whatever way you can safely. If you really don't like your family and don't want to be around them, well then heck. Maybe you do watch a movie that night. You might you might discover you like Christmas a lot better. I don't know. And you know, uh, and then again, you know, maybe you're the jerk. So <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe everybody would be much happier if, if you weren't there. So, you know, you got to consider that, too. Maybe you're doing them a service by not showing up.
0: <laughs> well, Jason, if you consider yourself a jerk, maybe we need to have a Christmas night
1: recording for Porch Matters. You know, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad <laughs> you said that. I mean, in all reality, there's a show that I listen to, listen to, Gosh, for 20 years, and we've talked about it before. It's very famous, one of the uh, big radio shows, Coast to Coast with George Noray, started by Artville. And George Noray, who is basically the main host now, has no children. And I don't think he's married. Every holiday, regardless of what the holiday is, Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving, it doesn't matter. He always makes sure, and it's very touching to me he always makes sure that he does a show and that he's the one that does it because his belief is you've got so many people out there that don't have family or are not gathering and are lonely. He said, these listeners, these other people, they are my family now, and I'm going to be there for them. And it's just, you know, I I found myself on different holidays when, you know, everything was over with. And I was like, you know, I, I would listen to, George Noray, because I knew he was alive, and I knew that was somebody there that uh, was by himself as well. You know, and we've talked about this before, use this as an opportunity to do a realignment, so to speak. There's been a rise in what's called Friendsgiving, where people who don't have family or whose families are estranged, they'll get together with friends and certain people that they're very close to, to celebrate Thanksgiving. And I'm just, I believe my, and my wife and I've talked about it. There are people out there. If, if you don't have that or your family isn't getting together for whatever reason, there are people out there to reach out to that might just be a huge blessing to your life. You might literally be doing God's work.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. You know, just like I've told you before, I'm a firm believer and family isn't always blood and blood isn't always family. And, Everybody has some kind of a story like that to tell and find somebody to have to have those or share those holiday moments with, whether it be just friends or a show or something. My friends up in Memphis, they always do what what we have always called chives giving. We do it in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We always have a big potluck get together i haven't really heard much details on it as of yet for this year and all the proceeds and everything usually end up going to some sort of charity be a shelter or something like that yeah there's going to be a lot of people that have for just like you were talking about this time of year affects them a whole lot differently than it does others I know Thanksgiving and Christmas have hasn't been the same for me since Dad got sick, and then we lost him, and then it same thing with my granddad. It's it's changed over the years. There's another dynamic to it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And I'm one of those that come holiday season, you know, I start thinking about them a lot. And it's yeah. just it's the way I've been since
1: 2008. I understand you start and then that I think for most people, man, they start reflecting, Mm -hmm. you start to reflect and brother, that can be a rough, rough thing.
0: It can be, it can be, that can be a future show as well. And I think that's something that we need to talk about. I agree. You know, I mean, firsthand with me, because November, December, January, I start reflecting a lot. And I do a lot of what I call getting in my own head, and I overthink a lot and everything like that. So some of it's good. A lot of times it wouldn't, especially, but up to about three years ago, I would always, and My birthday always falls like the, in that, like I said. And then Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, I would always do a what I called the the State of Terry instead of the State of the Union. I'd be. All right, I'm filling the blank years old. What have I got to show for it? Yeah. Me and you have had that conversation many a time.
1: Yes. Thank you. Yes.
0: So yeah. I think that might be a good thing to talk about.
1: I think you are I think you're right. And and I would like to add on to that maybe different methods or things that you can do if you if you do your state of the state of the you, what can you do to make positive changes?
0: Right. Self-reflection isn't always bad. That's it, right. Self-reflection is what you make of it. A lot of time it kind of goes back to something that I said before about it's a lot like what I said before about standing in front of a mirror and being able to look at the person and like that person that you see.
1: Yes. Yes, yes.
0: You know, that's not something that's done overnight. No, it's not something that's done overnight. And I'm not completely there by a long shot, but I am a whole lot better than what I used to be. And it's something that I'm still working on. And I think that's a continuous journey because you're always your own worst
1: critic. And often your own worst enemy.
0: I'm both my worst critic and my worst enemy. This has been fun, my friend. I've enjoyed it. Just a little bit. You want to give the folks a little bit of a preview for the next episode? Uh sure. If you have never heard about this whatsoever, look it up in between episodes. That way you have a decent idea as of what we're talking about. We are going to be doing a small experiment to start with and to show you what the fairness doctrine is. I think it is gonna be a real good show because we've already done a small run through already. Hopefully we'll be able to teach you a thing or two.
1: We all ask the same questions. We all say, wow, why is our nation so divided? Wow, why does it seem like uh, me and my good friend are operating off a totally different set of sets of facts? Wow, why is this, why is that? It gets to the point to where you get tired of saying why and how, and you need to understand the why and how. And I believe... This is one step toward understanding how we've gotten to where we're at. So I'm looking forward to it with you, brother. I'm looking looking forward forward to it
0: too. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure to hit that share button on either Facebook or Twitter. Please keep sharing the links. We're still trying to grow. Hopefully you're getting something out of this. Hopefully you're getting enough out of it to be able to think that others can get the same thing that you got. If you don't like the show and you happen to have some people that you're not very fond of, you could always share the show with them to make it feel like
1: you're getting one up on them. Weaponize us. Use us at a spite.
0: I'll take it. Please continue to download the show. Please continue to share it and give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing, good, bad, or indifferent. Until then... He is Jason Akins. I am Terry Cagle, and we will catch you later. That's all the time we have for this episode. Please like the page and join the group on Facebook at Ports Matters Podcast. Please subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or the platform of your choice so you don't miss an episode. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Please rate the show and leave us a review if you have the time. Thank you very much for listening and catch us next time right here on Porch Matters.